Hey, Pepin. Yo, 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 yo. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about uh, copycats. Copycats? Like yeah. cats that copy themselves? No, no, not, not a Kinko's cat. More like when you have one person who does a thing and then another person does the same thing. Didn't we do that? Like, we just copied Howard Stern. That, that's essentially what we did, right? Cause... No, that's not true. Just because we get compared sometimes. Do we? Oh, my God. That I feel one. flattered. <laughs> no, I like with the movies. Oh, we're copying movies now? Oh, my God. Nate, we need to talk. Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with my best friend, Nathan Pepin. How's it going today, Pepin? I am doing well. How about you, Meter? That was a lot of pageantry for saying that. I'm doing great. Thanks so much. Hey, I am awesome. I, I am got to be like flaring it out. No one's disagreeing <laughs> with you. And we are joined here today by very special guests all the way from Canada, Drop Bear and Panda from the Drop Bear and Panda Save the World podcast of Destiny. How are you guys doing today? Awesome. Great. Thanks very much. How are you guys? Hey, doing well. So that is quite the name of Destiny. Like you guys are just like destined to save the world and I don't know, bring yeah. back the dolphins. That, well, we still have dolphins. <laughs> have they left? <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys know down there? <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> uh, yeah but we're, that's we're uh we definitely we we save the world we try to regularly yeah. it's hard work yeah so somebody's got to do it yep yeah uh, try to bring all the good news and the good things to everybody because the world's uh not always a great place but we try to bring fun and comedy to people and that's how you save the world yeah it's and it's hugely appreciated uh because the world is literally on fire <laughs> it's Literally, true yeah, yeah. uh so uh, the, what you guys do is is really good and i've listened to uh i've listened to a lot of episodes and oh, it's it's a great great concept of of you know both of you who are really really personable and, and likable uh people to like listen to it's just really enjoyable um i was listening to it while driving and i'm like this is just like a really like nice to listen to podcast <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Word, they like us. They Aww. really like us. <laughs> now, some uh, something that you guys had talked about. Well, well, one more thing, real quick. So, we uh, right now, when we're recording this, it is the nineteenth of September, and on the thirtieth of September, there's going to be the podcast awards put on. Yeah. And both of our shows were nominated for the podcast awards in a comedy category. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah. So we're mortal Did enemies. You? Yeah, right? Let's fight. <laughs> Until the 30th when Kevin Bacon beats us both. Right? <laughs> or Amy Schumer. Or Amy Schumer. But Kevin Bacon's is like Kevin Bacon and it's produced by the creator of Funny or Die. So like, yeah, that's that's hard to go up against. So just to be yeah. nominated, I think, is is awesome. Uh, well, well, we'll take it. You know, I, I think we're I think we're in great company, not just with Kevin Bacon, but with uh, you guys. Oh, and Amy Schumer. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think the fact that like a tiny little podcast from Calgary actually like made it up there. I was honestly shocked, like very shocked. So literally the fact that we're nominated at all is absolutely outstanding, really. Yeah, we'll take so, it. Yeah. And think about the marketing opportunities now, just to say you were nominated alongside Amy Schumer. <laughs> right? Well, now we're going to go on tour, obviously. That's <laughs> yeah, we're going to open for them or she'll open for us or we'll figure it out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so now opening for the We Need to Talk podcast, <laughs> Amy Schumer. <laughs> And people are like, yeah, we know her, right? Wait, we know her. <laughs> so something you guys had talked about uh, on an episode somewhat recently that I was super, uh, I, I thought was really interesting. Um, and you guys kind of brought it up in passing and then it, it, you talked about it a little bit, but I'd like to, to dig a little deeper on it. And that was the movie Volcano versus the movie mm. Dante's Peak. <laughs> and the fact yeah. that both of those are pretty much the same movie and they were released like within months of each other or maybe it was even days it was like very close together yeah and fine fine oh, cinematic money well spent yeah great <laughs> and, and time well spent but I, I think what ended up so, happening is they didn't actually tell the story that they wanted to tell in the first one I have no clue what either of these movies are uh if we get a little context here, are they both like made by the same director or something, or are they like oh, two separate movies? I, I do want to start. I do want to start with this, Nathan. You tell me what it's about. Oh, okay. <laughs> what do you think volcano? What do you What do you think volcano is about? So, volcano is going to be about a volcano, and essentially, hot oh, damn, he's good. There's a tribe by the sea who is, say surrounded by this volcano because they're living inside the volcano the volcano is about to explode mm-hmm. and it's going to destroy them all and then the second movie dante's peak is kind of the same thing except you know they're inside the volcano inside the volcano like so th- they have to live again but you know if you think about it if you're inside a volcano or business you're inside a volcano it's inside a volcano it's kind of the same thing which is why it's the same storyline if i was to assume it's like a rushing That's... nesting dolls of volcanoes inside that <laughs> volcano was another little volcano. <laughs> I think that's a super jail reference. Uh, it is a super jail reference. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're right. It's about, they're about volcanoes. <laughs> it really is. Think of the danger there. So much liquid hot magma. They're both about volcanoes for sure. Uh, and volcanoes exploding, you know, the, the generic, but Dante's Peak came out in February of 97 yeah. and Volcano came out in April of 97. What a year. What a year for volcanoes. Right? Finally getting the mainstream attention they've been missing. Yeah. So that's I think it's super interesting like why would something like that happen? So you think maybe like it's a one-off, right? Like oh well, they just happen to like that's sometimes the planets align. No, this happens all the time. Well, it's true. I mean, is the fact that we're discussing this because the movies are so similar. Like, is it both like they're trying to escape from the volcano or something like that? Or is it just that they're both up with volcanoes? Cause I mean, you can have like two movies in the same year about space, but it doesn't mean like there's that like conspiracy there. No, but they're so, so similar. Um, it's like, what was it? Armageddon and deep impact yeah. came out either the same year or within a few months of each other. And they were both about um, meteors about to hit earth yeah 
Um, and a ragtag mm-hmm. team of misfits that saved the world. Mm. Yep. Not unlike ourselves. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, you're the deep impact of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> we got to write this shit down. Deep impact. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So Armageddon um, and Deep Impact both came out in 98. And the, the plots of them both are an asteroid threatens all human life on Earth. Only a team of plucky and suicidal heroes can save us now. Yeah. That's the exact same plot for both of them, <laughs> yeah. at least in the same year, which is crazy. Yeah. Exactly. And I don't I don't know what studios they were, but they weren't the same. No, right. I, you know, I couldn't say. Have to like competing studios and somebody somebody somewhere stole the idea, right? They found out, oh, you're doing a space movie. Oh, we're gonna do a space movie. Well, we're gonna do a space movie first. We're gonna release it first. And yeah, and, and what's the economics of that? Like, is it better to be the the second volcano movie, or is it better to be the first volcano movie? That's a really good question. I remember that happened what? back when the I think it was a Bug's Life came out, and then uh, ants, the ants. So Bug's Life versus ants. Now, really, they're two very very different movies. The only thing they have in common is about bugs and kind of like you know that that world. But they're very very different movies. So. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, like, I don't know, I haven't seen the Volcano movie versus uh, Twin Peaks or whatever it's called, but. <laughs> or, jo- or Joe versus the Volcano. But <laughs> I don't know that they're not the same, or, or same case there, where it's just like, same concept, but, you know, very different execution or very different plot. See, and I haven't seen Ants or, the, or A Bug's Life, so I don't know. Um, Jerry Seinfeld was great in that. Which one? Ants. So you don't do you even know, <laughs> or do they just meld together into Wait, like that was that was B movie was Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, that's right. Oh my god, See? it's like a trifecta. <laughs> it is, Good but that one came check. out way later. Ants and Ants and a Bug's Life is like, uh, so that I have that one on this list too. A CGI animation zooming in on insect life with a plucky male worker ant fighting to save a princess and the colony. So like the base plot are the same, but like how they go about doing it, the hero story there are very different, right? And, and technically, a bug, uh, ants came out first. Oh, see, and I thought Bugs Life came out first. And what's the one with Paul Rudd? And he's like Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd, Ant Man, like bug. this year. <laughs> oh, I haven't, I haven't seen that. Ant-Man. Okay, okay, Ant Man. <laughs> it's like part of the Marvel universe, but smaller. <laughs> uh, let's see, deep. <laughs> Deep impact. Let's see what uh, that was produced by. Okay. Directed by Mimi Letter. Where's the production company? Paramount and DreamWorks, the Manhattan Project, and Zenic Brown Productions. And Armageddon was Touchstone. So that's Touchstone versus Paramount. Ooh. So who made more money? Battle of the Ages. That's a great question. Yeah, Uh, let's math. Armageddon. You guys get into the who made more money frequently. Well, it's curious. You guys, it's a curiosity. You guys talk about talk about box office. Uh, let's see. Armageddon made more. And I mean, that makes sense. They had Steven Tyler, Liv Tyler. They had Don't Want to Miss a Thing. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> but it, it don't want to miss a thing. Oh, oh. Deep Impact cost 80 mil and it made 350 and Armageddon cost 140, but it made 553. Woo! Wow! Damn. Armageddon huh. is the one where the White House blows up at the end. Is that right? 
Isn't that Independence Day? (laughs) So basically what you're saying is all these movies are basically the same. Oh, but Will Smith is a plucky sidekick. (laughs) (laughs) He's the plucky Air Force pilot. It's it's weird that they cast him as an ant, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It all comes full circle. They're all probably just in the same universe. So, yeah. So is it is it bad though that they make all these movies that are all the same like uh like Turner and Hooch and K9 I think were mm-hmm. very very the same but nobody can really tell any of these movies apart. Oh, I could tell Turner and Hooch from K9. My god. My god, woman. Well, it's <laughs> just another example though, but we just have She's to right. Yeah. Tom Hanks is a is a treasure. That's 1999. Those both came out. An experienced police officer finds himself reluctantly paired with an adorable canine partner to solve a crime. It sounds... And it says, uh, I'm on uh, digitalspy.com. Maybe I'll post the link in the the live stream for people who want to follow along. Um, The home game. I'll pop it in the green room, too, if you guys want to see it, but there we go. I can't reach. uh, That's fair. Uh, it's a, it gives like a recap of what the, both the films are about. And then it says, which one? And this one says Turner and Hooch, Tom Hanks in the eighties. Jim Belushi didn't stand a chance. <laughs> <laughs> hey which man. Very good. <laughs> Splash. Not right. Splash just came out. Was there a mermaid uh, film? Oh God. At the same time. Splash versus Splash is screwed up. What time did what? When did Splash come out? That would be eighty five, I think. Eighty four. You're much older than us. It was so. Hey, March eighty four. Whoa, I'm never right. Uh, you were right. Work. You were within no. a year. That's impressive. <laughs> come on, that's pretty well, good. I mean, the, like <laughs> Little Mermaid came out in eighty nine. Does that count? Hundred <laughs> percent. It's like related to <laughs> Splash, The Little Mermaid, and then it's all Disney movies. <laughs> So that started. That's an accurate representation. Yeah. Who would who would John Candy play in the reboot? What in the reboot? Yeah, he was he was the reboot of Splash. Yeah. Sick. These two probably (laughs) haven't been born yet. So (laughs) wait, no, I'm I'm confused. Tom Candy's dead. Yeah. So So John would play him. John Candy, famous Canadian comedian. so how how would he play somebody in the remake? CGI? No, who no. would play? Oh, who yeah. would take his place? Okay. Yeah, who would take the mantle? It's hard to say. Uh, Bobby Moynihan. I don't know who that is. He's uh, the guy, the Bobby from SNL. Um, I don't know. I'm terrible. Fair enough. I don't. I don't watch SNL. <laughs> no, we've lost Nate. We only <laughs> yeah. watch Moose. I am so lost. So who's going to replace John John Candy? Uh, John Carey, of course, is a similar name. Uh, <laughs> you just say we only watch Moose. <laughs> we only watch Moose on the CBC. Oh. <laughs> Let's see if we can get that channel. We only it's watch fun. Moose is my new favorite quote. It is really funny. With the stereotypes, you know? Yeah, that's what we do. So, yeah, sure. 1999 had the matrix and just for anyone watching who hasn't figured it out yet we're gonna have spoilers here and <laughs> for movies from like 20 years ago 
And that same year, uh, a movie called Existence came out. And both the films are about a young hero who discovers that the reality he is experiencing is actually nothing but an artificial simulation. Damn. Was that X? Yeah. Yeah. I think, yes. I think it was pronounced existence, but I I never watched it. I I tried to, and I think the the matrix spoiled everything for me because it was so except for Keanu Reeves. Oh my God. I love him. He's a national treasure. Uh, It's a different conversation. Was more of the, uh, the Matrix was more a Hollywood version. Existence was a more David Cronenberg kind of version. Yeah. Existence way more fucked up. More cerebral for yeah. sure. So my skepticism with all of this, to be honest, is that we're saying that these movies are similar. And certainly their timing is kind of similar where they're coming out. But a lot of these movies plots are just kind of like same old movie plot, just different contexts, right? Maybe it's some specific detail is right. But almost every movie is about some hero doing something, progressing as a person, saving their place, and then, I don't know, reaping rewards. Like, that's we're, every movie. We're not, talking about, we're not talking about the basic hero story, buddy. We're talking about the whole... We're talking about, like, almost exactly the same plot. We're talking about a volcano exploding, and both these come out within a month of each other. That's, that's not coincidence. Okay, so, so I, I think there's definitely some marketing stuff there going on, right? Because oh, yeah. one movie is trying to capitalize on the, like, say, the mimetic pull of the other. But, I, like, I don't know, like, how, I don't know how big of a thing that is. Like, with The Matrix, like, the whole Matrix story is, like, just a story that's been around since Socrates with the, or rather Plato with the, uh, his theory of forms and the Plato's cave and everything. So it's just another rehash of that story. I guess like they say it saw the Matrix coming out or whoever initiated it first. I think probably the Matrix initiated it. But then these are people like, okay, hey, they're doing the story. Let's do the story. Capitalize on the money there or the little, little fame. See if we can't do it better. How many you know? stories are there? There's five There's or seven, seven? Seven stories ever told. That sounds about right. Uh, what are all seven? The first is just like so there's, hero. Uh, there's the overcoming the monster. There's journey and return. There's comedy, tragedy, um, uh, rags to riches. Um, shit. There's what are the other two? Journey and return, rags to riches. Um, oh, quest. And I forget the last one. Right. Is, those is, are the seven basic plots: rebirth, tragedy, rebirth. comedy, quest, rags to riches, and overcoming the monster. Yeah, the seven basic plots. Uh-huh. Archetype. Oh. Right, and these are kind of like general plots, like uh, like the story of Star Wars is like a coming of age story in large part, and kind of saving from the monster. Yeah, and and you have different plots that overlap. You know, you've got the you know you can have a journey in return, you know, thing where you're going to get something and bring it back to their village, but at the same time you could be overcoming the monster. You can meet somebody who's also on a quest to you know whatever. All these little overlaps are all the hero's journey when it comes down to it. Mm. You just went eight bit, Nate. I went eight bit. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> totally eight bit. It's awesome. It, it Started talking wonderful. about the Matrix, and all of a sudden we're like, "Oh shit!" Wachowski suddenly gets like digitized. Yeah, it disappears before our very eyes. Go in. Don't answer the phone, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> answer the phone. But I don't what? think 
talking about the archetypes, but uh, like I did some Google foo of my own. Uh, Babe and Gordy both came out in 1995. Oh. What are the odds that two pig movies come out in the same <laughs> in the same year, pretty close to each other? Never saw Gordy. It's a movie. So one of them probably came out. Uh, they heard one studio heard that another studio is putting out a pig movie, and they were like. <gasps> That sounds great. Kids love pigs. Right. Because we're going to steal that and ride either ride on the coattails or try to put out, right. put it out before the other guy does and or they steal get, all their money. They couldn't get the rights to Charlotte's Web. So they, you know, totally went their own way, rewrote it. Or kneecapped and murdered in an alleyway and a script was stolen. And I yeah. don't know. I mean, it may be even Maybe. less like nefarious than that if we think about it. Because, like, how does a script get picked up? My, I, I think someone writes a script or a concept and then starts pitching it to movie studios to try and get picked up. Let's yeah. say two are in a bidding war. One wins the bidding war. The other one's like, "Well, we're still gonna do it. We'll just write our own. That's we just true. need to make so it a little general different." Yeah. I would still mm. love to think that someone got murdered over the Gordy script, though. Totally, yeah. <laughs> Just it, you, you guys never make bacon out of you. <laughs> <laughs> someone got murdered over a Gord, the script for Gordy. It's like no, 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 no. he's in an alley, little pink tail just twitching. Not the pig. <laughs> Should have given us the pig. <laughs> <laughs> There has to be some sort of joke about bacon bits in there somewhere, right. though. And the and you just you find an apple in your bed, <laughs> <laughs> like on your on your pillow. You guy wakes up, <gasps> terrible. So the uh, Matrix came out March thirty first, nineteen ninety nine, and you said it's existence. I believe so. It came out thing. April nineteenth. Literally 19 days between these two movies being released. Wow. Super, super interesting. Existence was the art house version, I think. Yeah. Was that movie any good? I remember being very confused it's by it. Like a, like a Cronenberg <laughs> film, yeah. Yeah. But I forgot it existed until you just mentioned it. That's pretty so. funny that you forgot Existence existed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 2002, Liberty Stand Still versus Phone Booth. Oh, with Colin uh, Farrell. A morally, a morally compromised professional caught up in a secret affair finds themselves trapped in an open but a deadly phone call with the person on the other end being a sniper with an axe to grind. That is like absurdly specific. Yeah. Well, I, I only I saw Phone Booth because I, I was fascinated by playing an entire movie like in one location. Uh, but I right. never saw the other one. Never even heard of that one. Yeah, I had neither. Mostly, but it looks like she's tied to a cell phone, an old like big, big ass Nokia. It's like plugged into something, um, maybe a bomb, and she answered it. I don't know. Wow. Oh, it says uh, that phone booth performed better than Liberty Stand Still, which you've probably never heard of. No, I, I've never heard of that. <laughs> they either. knew. They knew. But uh, as far as corporate espionage goes for movies, you guys familiar with the the story of Pluto Nash? No. Yeah, it's terrible. It is absolutely terrible. It's a god awful movie. Don't see it. I <laughs> know I need to. It's it's widely considered the worst movie ever made, and as far as box office goes, it is. Huh. It is the worst movie ever made. 
Wow. Like, tell me, talk, talk to me about 100, this. It cost $100 million to make, and it made $7 million. <gasps> total. Total oh, box office. What a 7. heartbreaker. They took a $93 million loss on, <laughs> Holy on the adventures of Pluto Nash, the man on the moon. But what? The, oh. the story behind that, I can, I can try and break down as, as best as I remember it, is that they had this script and they were like, okay, we're going to make this movie. And then somebody broke in and stole it. So then over the course of like 10 or 15 years, they tried to like recreate and rewrite this story. And it just kept getting traded between writer and writer and writer and writer and then director and director and director. And it just got like to be a shit show. And then they're like, we just, we dumped tons of money into this. We have to put something out. So they oh did. God. And it is really bad. Really? Gordy, we find out, stole the Pluto Nash script. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> So the issue there was that they were trying to recreate the script they had, not trying to make it different. Like, like they wow. lost the script and just didn't have what they had written down. Like, okay, let's try to make this what it was, and then they just couldn't. Essentially, well, who knows? Maybe, maybe the original script was even worse. There's always that possibility. Can you guess? Can you guess its uh, Rotten Tomatoes score? Is, is it? It is has it ninety four. official reviews. It's four percent. <laughs> that is a really <laughs> good guess, Panda. Holy well, crap! Be nice. Didn't the emoji movie get like zero percent Rotten Tomatoes? I mean, that deserves it though. That's just, that's just like the most blatant corporate disconnect <laughs> between actually understanding what people want and trying to make money. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I really want to see. At least get any Nash, Nash job, though. Do you remember any famous lines from Pluto Nash, Pepin? No, no. I d- it's more like an aesthetic <laughs> style than anything. <laughs> It, it's like if you see the movie, the movie looks like itself. Let's see. The critical consensus states the adventures of Pluto Nash is neither adventurous nor funny. And Eddie Murphy is on autopilot in this notorious box office bomb. Oh, I don't want to see it. I want to see it. No. Joe Layden. Joe Layden is one of the few critics to give it a positive review, calling it, quote, a prodigious popcorn flick. That may be the most undeserving victim of critical overkill since Town and Country. Oh, man, I don't remember Town and Country either. See, we've made short films, and not all of them have been good. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I, I actually really feel for yeah. films like that that have put their heart and soul in things and have had things, you know, stuff stolen. And I mean, not everything can be good, but oh, that's gotta. Yes. He is good. Eddie Murphy is good. I, I think that's like a lot of people would, would agree with that. Who's Joe Pantoliano? So Joe Pantoliano is in the movie and he said about the movie's reception, you usually can't tell when a movie is going to be shit, but on that one you could. <laughs> oh. And, and and he ends it by saying, I was surprised it turned out to be better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so he signed up, saw the, he must have, I mean, have signed up not thinking it was going to be shit. Well, and awesome. then while it was filming, was like, uh, what? Have but you payday right? up for a payday. Yeah, yeah I guess mm-hmm. so. <laughs> and and uh, and to uh, end on the like a piece of the back end. <laughs> uh, That's fair. Yeah, he they, was also in the Matrix. I don't. Yeah, I think so. He, oh, that guy, Cipher. 
good memory. So even as even as a uh, 2010, Despicable Me and Megamind. Animation where a celebrity comedy actor plays an evil supervillain who actually turns out to be the hero alongside his sidekicks called Minions. And, and sorry. Minions. Yeah. Minions was one. And then. No. Well, Despicable Me. Oh. And Megamind. Megamind. I'm sorry. Megamind is the best movie ever made. A lot of people feel Despicable that me. way. Yeah. I'm, I feel very strongly about that. I didn't see Despicable Me though. I don't know. Uh... David Cross is really good. I think Despicable Me is pretty good. It, it's. I think the worst part about it is the minions because they just got super like corporatized and everything. Like this card selling them like crazy. But you know, besides that, they're not bad. And the movies I think is pretty good. I start part of the second one. That one seemed alright too. Yeah, I have. Have there been any movies that have come out recently that are exactly the same? Uh, I mean, this one goes to 2014 with uh, Yves Saint Laurent and just regular Saint Laurent, a biopic (laughs) of influential French fashion designer Yves Saint Laurent or Saint Laurent. How bad am I mispronouncing that? I think he did pretty good. Fair enough. We're from Calgary. We're not close to Quebec. Those were both literally biopics about that designer released in the same year. So that's about as like, that yeah. sounds like someone just pitched that idea to somebody. And then was, was it made that year? Because like, did he, was there something specific about that time though? If it was a biopic, Oh, like, did he, this shows how much I know about the fashion world. Like, did he pass away the year before? Was it, like a celebratory year for some reason or was it just a weird thing that happened he died again? june june 1st 2008 and this was created in 2014 so oh did he invent acid wash jeans in the 80s maybe or fans but why would it come out in 2000 no. who's who knows? just another weird what about rocket man and uh the queen one those are different artists well they are but it, the the it would read the same way I think to Pepin's point that it's if you read the uh, the log line, it would probably be mm-hmm. like, you know, underdog uh, musician, you know, find success on the road and, uh, you know, changes lives along the way. Yeah, I, I think if you generalize anything, it's going to be pretty much the same. I, like, yeah, there's only like seven basic stories. You can get different iterations of them. To my mind, it matters more about how you execute it than how you actually like put it together the composition or composition matters too but that's part of the execution like like my thought is like blues music like most blues music is kind of the same right there's a lot of differences to it but you don't really care that's the same you're looking for the performances in the execution of that sameness like bb king can do vibrato and bends like no one else or if you listen to some david gilmore like he does things with a guitar that you know is just like kind of godly and so what I kind of look at the music for is, you know, honestly, I, I tend to listen to music that's more unique, kind of more prog. But, you know, e- even with, say, some of the more popular stuff, you know, people are looking for that kind of connection with the person as opposed to like the actual thing itself. Like there's a million songs about love, but what matters is that this song about love connects to you because of the way they kind of convey it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Rocket Man, May 2019. Bohemian Rhapsody, February 
So definitely very close. Not to be confused with the Harlan Williams Rocket Man, which is definitely superior. Wait, Rocket Man? <laughs> right. Is that about like Elton John? Yeah. yeah. But I, it's a musical, I think. It's not like a bio. It's not a. It's a I haven't seen Rocket Man, but. In Bohemian Rhapsody, it's one about uh, Queen and Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Okay, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know there was a competing thing there. I never heard Ray about that. Alec. Yeah, it came, came out at roughly the same time for two very, you know, significant artists. And then, of course, A Star is Born was, you know, you know, you could argue that that's the um, the fiction side of it. Mm. Mm. It's been redone like five times. Oh, though. yeah. True. Uh, and, yeah. and I love that one. When, when a movie like just keeps getting rehashed the same movie over and over and over. Like we're gonna definitely yeah. get it right and the fifth time. Good every time. Yeah. <laughs> like the Italian job. I I haven't seen that one. Is oh. that about sandwiches? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The Italian job. Subway. <laughs> <laughs> I think Two, some people would go see and I can't remember which one came out first, Dante's Peak or or uh, Volcano. But people would go see the first one and then go to the second one just to compare the two. So one might actually end up helping out the other. But that's true. I mean, if one made way more money than the other, then that theory probably doesn't really hold up anyway. Yeah. Something I want to see is like the same like a uh, movie about a historical piece. Like say it's about the Napoleonic War. Or something with like World War Two. I want to see two movies released at the same time about the same thing. Like maybe two movies about Winston Churchill, or two movies about this, and that that would be kind of funny because you see these two different takes of like a historical event and historical figures, like, like from two different opposing viewpoints. It could be the same viewpoint. Like maybe they're both trying to portray this person as a hero or this thing, but just kind of two different viewpoints. Like like it's one thing to see like things from like say movie about world war ii or some like let's say Nor the storm in normandy back in you know with the world war ii and 1945 i think it was or whenever it was but you know one thing happened we got that in say the 70s then one another movie about that in the 90s but it's another thing to see that both in like the same year or same time period because you see both that culture's kind of you know view of that well i think um sort of sort of to your point uh not not exactly what you're saying, but The Darkest Hour and uh, Dunkirk came out uh, within the same year. And Dunkirk uh, came out about actually getting people off the beach. Uh, and The Darkest Hour was about discussing how to get the soldiers off the beach in Dunkirk. It was all based around the same moment. Um, the yeah. same moment. One was uh, all about the parliamentary uh, system with Churchill, and then the other one was about actually what happened on the beach. Um, and I don't think they were the same studio, but again, happened around the same year, and it was actually really fascinating for me to see the same story take place. I don't know. Yeah. It, it actually really actually worked out quite well when it came out all at the same time. Yeah. You're to your point, Pepin, almost exactly one, one yeah. moment in history from two different viewpoints telling the same story. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Yeah. If you haven't seen them, you, sh you really should. They're fucking great. And what was it, who, uh, the actor who played Churchill? Um, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Holy crap. What a transition. Yeah. God damn.
That guy's very good. Uh, Perfect World and Pictures film. and Working Title Films was The Darkest Hour, and Dunkirk was Warner Brothers. It, kind of on a separate point, but it's also interesting to see like movies about the same book. Like, uh, there's that Lord of the Rings movie back made back like the animated one, and then there's like the uh, Peter Jackson one, and they're like totally, totally. T- I mean, they're way different as far as like the when they release so there's that aspect to them but it's just kind of interesting to see how both of them take the story and kind of like convert them into different things and same thing with other movies too like movie remakes of like stories i guess you could consider like aladdin to be that shining because you have like the animated version of aladdin but then you have the remake of the animated version of aladdin which is uh with real people and that's kind of different but you know it's all oh, coming like from the- lion king oh like <laughs> i heard that one was terrible yeah, I heard, I heard that, that too. too. <laughs> my girlfriend went to see it like in the theaters by herself, and she was like, "I'm like, how was the movie?" She's like, "Oh, it was all right." <laughs> yeah, when you start off with, oh. <laughs> I guess the biggest issue with that is that they have like a almost lifelike CG going on, and the problem is they kept it too lifelike. So you have like these like real lions trying to like emote but they're doing it with like lion faces so they can't do it so oh that's weird you don't feel like any connection to any of the characters <laughs> like cats but worse uh, <laughs> riddle cats so and and lion and new lion king do they come out at the same time no i don't think so oh they cats. should do the lion king as the cats people though <laughs> we lion king. yeah i like it I used to watch TV and this like commercial for Cats, the musical would come on. It's like, buy it now, buy it now. And this kept on going on and it was disturbing. This how they're dressed up and everything. Oh, I, like it creeps me out. Are we talking about the new movie that just came out? There's a new movie. Oh God. Oh, the one that came out last year, Cats? You don't, you don't oh, know about that? No, I, I don't pay attention <gasps> to movies. As there's, you guys can tell. There's a cat butthole cut. Where they actually had buttholes in the cats. Yeah. What are we outstanding? But these are people dressed up as. I'm confused. Yeah, like Judy, like Judy Dench is licking herself. It's it's outstanding. Yeah. She does lick herself. (laughs) Man, you are so. Whole podcast episode on the cats movie review. It's oh, it's brutal. It's okay. Yeah. I need to get this straight though. But so they're real people playing cats, kind of like the original movie. Or original musical, right? Like the dress Mass- up, yeah. Massive CGI. But it's the musical, but it's an yeah. But they they like have buttholes on the costumes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they're all CGI'd. But they're people. But they're cats. Like the musical, <laughs> you just you, you just you have to just internet this. Yeah. You know how Pluto Nash was the worst movie ever. Mm-hmm. This is. More so, this is the worst well, thing I mean, you'll this, ever experience this a, in your life. This had a ninety-five. This had a lower budget, ninety-five million, and it boxed off as seventy-five and a half. Oh, and it was a struggle. So, they fought for people. Every, yeah, people went penny. to see it because it was so awful. Yeah, it it, oh, it had, that it kind of circle was around then. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. That's like, fair. We went to see it because listeners. Like begged us to, so we would do a cats movie review okay. on our podcast. And uh, didn't we live stream you? Yeah, I I Facebooked the whole thing at 
in my seat and there was even a point where I put my head down and said I can't fucking do this anymore <laughs> and, and then at the end we had we had a connection with the people in front of us like we just went through war together we were all scarred yeah they to us uh, and just went well that was the thing that we did <laughs> uh, Taylor Swift couldn't yeah, say that huh? was- no no yeah she it was, yeah. <laughs> Do yourself a favor and either watch it or. I'd say rent a, rent a theater and see it on the big screen if you can. If, if, you, if you have the financial means, <laughs> play it on the side of a Don't building. Don't do it. Save yourself. <laughs> I don't know the last time I've seen a movie that was just so bad that I had to like walk out. Like I try to avoid watching movies to the most part unless like it's really going to be a good movie. Because it's just a lot of time, but uh it's it's like kind of guys what you're saying is sometimes they're so bad and this this just takes so much to get through it's just like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of one terrible movie like that there's movie i saw it wasn't like that bad of a movie but this took forever to get going and it's just kind of like just getting really frustrated and that one i was about to walk out of what was it uh, i'm trying to remember what it was it was like crimson red or something like that it was like this horror movie where it, 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 it was somewhat recent, maybe like four or five years ago. I could probably find it. But essentially, it's like this, uh, what is it? This There's this ghost house or something, and these people were dying. I don't know. And then... <laughs> Crimson. Sounds <Feet>. riveting. <laughs> oh, what about uh, Poltergeist? Uh, what, what other house horror movie came out in the 80s? All Poltergeist horror movies in the 80s. <clears throat> Try and tie tie it back. Uh, House? Poltergeist. I guess that's a comedy horror. I remember the house poster. It said, Ding Dong, You're Dead, and it had a hand that was pressing the doorbell. Scarred me for life. I was like five. All that. I think there was a movie, uh, Paranormal Activity. I know there was uh, another kind of clone that came out around the time. Uh, Meter and I watched Paranormal Activity back in college, and that movie was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I heard fine. Was it hilarious? I never saw it. It wasn't scary. We were laughing the whole time, but we were oh, also yeah? like, we we're also a bunch of college kids, like sitting in, uh, sitting in a room together, watching it, and, like just riffing on it the whole time. So it kind of took right. the piss out of it. See, and I wasn't scared of the Blair Witch Project, but I was one of the odd ones out on that one. But the way I described uh, that movie, the paranormal activity, is that it was like a porno that just wouldn't start. Like every scene just <laughs> set up, but never happened. <laughs> That's amazing. That's the best description of that film I've ever heard. It was two hours of, of amateur watching people sleep together, but like literally they're just sleeping. <laughs> Wow. That sounds awful. Like, no, pay, awful. no payoff. Yeah, Occasionally a blanket would move, but the people <gasps> wouldn't. Uh, mm-hmm. let's, yeah, did you order this pizza? Good. Yeah, we did. Thanks. <laughs> that was <laughs> what happened. <laughs> they actually got their pizza. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. 12 inch. Just a personal pizza. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> damn 
I'm here to fix your well, plumbing. <laughs> like, okay, it's right down there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the, so we the, started off with movies going on at the same time and we end with porn. Yeah. Like yes. it. Hey, have you ever thought about that? How many porn videos are very similar? Are very very similar, and they come out around the same time. What's that all about? <laughs> they all get well, the same plot. Yeah, what's with and what's with the pizza guy? Like, did somebody steal him from? Like, is that did somebody Some, write the pizza guy and then somebody stole it? So, so like, I'm from Domino's. Oh yeah, I'm from Little Caesars. I mean, Big Caesars. <laughs> Clearly. Just start writing porn. Yeah. Big C. Yeah. Did, did you order a matzo stick? <laughs> Call me Papa porn. John. <laughs> oh, boy. It writes itself, really. <laughs> and that's the great thing about porn, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. How easy the writing process is. They keep you coming for more. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, that's a great place to stop. <laughs> uh, we'll, uh, we'll stop there, have a refractory period, come back. So thank you guys so much for, for coming, on the, coming on the show. <laughs> we'll never be asked back. <laughs> did, we but, of, did we get kicked out of America again? <laughs> you guys are, are a heck of a lot of fun and your show is too so i highly suggest it wherever you guys listen to this show head on over and type in dropper and panda and you will find dropper and panda save the world uh very very highly suggested by me personally and uh, you guys are gonna love it so thank you guys so much for coming on and best of luck in the awards show thank uh, you thanks. you too likewise i hope you guys win with us we tie me too. I hope they just play all of the all of the video packages like on top of each other so they're layered. <laughs> so no <laughs> idea what's going on. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks guys. Hey, hey Nathan, tell me what's was your favorite uh ant related movie? Uh I think it was honestly ants cuz there's a lot more death that happened in it. I think the death was amazing. Oh my Nate, we need to talk. <laughs> 